Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 116, The Give and Receive Cycle. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Hey, mamas, welcome back to the podcast. It's so great to be here. It's been a great day, a great week, and you just really got to hold on to those. I am just in a good, good mood. I hope that you are too, and if not, I hope that this can help you get there. So here we go. Um, The give and receive cycle. This is, I don't know, just this has just been on my mind for a while because I've been thinking a lot about why as moms we struggle why do we struggle with exhaustion and struggle with fatigue and struggle maybe feeling resentful about um you know not having the support that we want or feeling lonely or a lot of these struggles that I see popping up often and as I was thinking about it this idea of the give and receive cycle, which isn't originated by me, obviously, but this idea of the give and receive cycle is something that kept coming to mind as perhaps there's an imbalance here. There's something wrong because it feels like as moms, especially of special needs and caretaking mothers, is that we want, it feels like we have our arms wide open and we're saying, yes, like, please, I need help. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and tired. And this, I just need some help, right? It feels like we're saying those things. And yet at the same time, we remain exhausted and tired. And, and But we keep trying to give. And we cannot draw water from an empty well. We cannot keep giving from emptiness. And so we need to be able to recoup ourselves. But oftentimes we come into this idea of self-care or whatever you want to call it, self-rejuvenation and recouping as it's, as if it's something else to do. It's another thing on our to-do list. And receiving doesn't necessarily work that way. So receiving is the thing that is able to fuel us again, to fill our cups, our pitchers, our, ourselves, our energy. And, um, It's not something that we necessarily have to do or to go get, but it is something that we need to open up ourselves to receiving. And so this is why I want to talk about self-care in the framework of just receiving and perhaps talking about why why, what are some reasons as why you or me may not be receiving the things that is being offered to us, whether that's being offered to us from ourselves to ourselves, from other people to us, from nature to us. Um, Why is it that we are drained when there is so many things that are actually trying to give to us? And I think that's really what's kind of fueled this is as I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm opening up my eyes. It just kind of feels like there's a bit of an expansion happening in my brain right now, which is like, oh my gosh, there is so much abundance around me that I'm just not even noticing. And I think it's because of how I'm interacting in my life. The state that I have been in is really inhibiting 
my receiving of what's already there, the things that would fuel my cup that I just do not either accept or do not open up to. So let's talk a little bit about giving, receiving, and what the give and receive cycle is. So I just went on to the Googles just to see what does it have to say about giving in general. So giving as a noun, it really gave me three prominent things, which was one, it's the act of bestowing a as a gift or conferring or imparting to someone. Number two is it's a gift or a benefaction. And number three, the act of softening, breaking, or yielding, which I think is really, really interesting for caregiving mothers like us because when we come up against a life experience or event or whatever it is that has happened for our children, their health issues, if we are unforgiving, meaning if we're stiff like glass, we try to, we, we break easy under pressure, right? That's what glass does. It can break easy if tapped the wrong way, tapped with something sharp. If a high resonating sound comes near it, it will shatter and break and it has to be cared for so tenderly. And so when we, um, when I think of us, like our state as a, as a person is not giving, as in it's not softening or breaking or yielding to the pressures of life or to life circumstances, we tend to break easier. And that's interesting because part of the, what it says is softening, breaking and yielding, and maybe that's part of it, is that that we do have to be broken a little bit to realize what it means to be human and that to be human and to embrace our humanity means breaking of that outer rigid shell of perfection and giving into the core of tenderness and compassion for ourselves that is humanity. Um, anyway, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So I really, I really liked that. Then I went and I dove into what is receiving? What does it mean to receive or to be in a state of receiving? And this one said it was um, like an in transitive verb, which I don't actually understand what that means, but if you are into grammar or or know your your verbs, then this might mean something to you. Um, so the three things that it gave under the definition of receiving was one, to take or acquire. So something that is given or offered that you take, so you get it, or because you've been given it. Number two is to be the person who gets, so something Um, is sent or transmitted that you receive and then number three is to catch or get possession of like a pass or a kicked ball for example that you get possession of that as it's passed or is kicked to you Um, which I also think is interesting here to to acquire to get or to possess Um, and I think this is something that I might disagree a little bit with on this definition here is that it sounds like it's a very much a go out and get the thing, which I think is more of a masculine kind of energy that they go out, they bring home the bacon, they slay the dragon, let's go out, let's get it. But if you really kind of settle in to feminine energy, to motherly energy, it is more about planting roots. I think more about trees and about the kind of giving and receiving that a tree does, that she does it 
firmly rooted in the ground. She, a tree is not going out to get its nutrients. It is getting it from where it stands. It's reaching its roots deep into the earth. And it's taking the nutrients from there and bringing it up. It's also reaching up towards the sky with its leaves, towards the sun, getting the nutrients, performing photosynthesis, and bringing that in to the tree, into the lifeblood of that tree. And that it doesn't need to necessarily go anywhere to sustain itself or to give from itself. Now, I'm not necessarily saying feminine energy does not go anywhere or does not do anything, but sometimes it can feel as a caregiving mom that we need to rush out and get it, that we have to, if we're exhausted, we need to go get rejuvenation or add something to our to-do list that helps us to become rejuvenated. And what I want to offer is that it's not that complicated and can actually be much more simple if you're willing to see and observe the abundance that's already around you, that's already trying to fuel you in your life. So let's talk a little bit about what the give and receive cycle is. Now, I had my idea of what it was, and I wanted to also see online what were some of the ideas of what the give and receive cycle is. So my basic idea or framework for this is that it really is just, um, it was the, I give, and then because I give, I receive from you, which is actually not a really good way to look at it. And as I looked online and I looked at different perspectives of what the give and receive cycle is and what it means, it was far less transactional, right? Because a give and receive cycle that's transactional is one that says, Um, For example, I give to my family. I take care of my family. Therefore, they need to give back to me, which actually creates a kind of codependency on your family and on your spouse. And I'm not necessarily saying you shouldn't ever be dependent on someone else. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when you have the expectation that because you gave, they should give back, that's transactional. And if they don't give back what you think they should, then you can experience disappointment or resentment, right? Which is not a great state to live in. Think about it when you're buying something at a store. If you look at what you're doing and what you're giving as giving money to the clerk at the store or the cashier at the store, and then you're expecting in return the clothes that you went to buy, that's transactional. So if you're looking at, I'm doing this for my family, for my husband, for whoever, and they owe me, then you're going to create a very lopsided and non-functioning energetic give and receive cycle in your life. Okay. And that is what was eye-opening to me was like, oh, okay, I can see this is where things are going wrong. This is why this isn't working the way that I thought it should be working, right? People say, if you give, you can receive. And I'm like, well, I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm giving, but I'm not getting anything in return and I'm feeling super drained. Like, what's up with that? So that is where I really think that has has come into play. So anyway, okay, so my initial idea of like, okay, the give and receive cycle is is pretty much transactional. Um, but what I found online, um, and there was one website, and I'm not like partnering there's nothing here it's just one that I found enlightening and it's called yourlifeexpression.com 
the give and receive cycle. And I, um, I'll go ahead and link that down in the show notes just because I found it very enlightening. Um, but essentially, she really approaches this giving and receiving cycle. And I'm, I'm really framing this in the context of energy, of, of the state in which, we, in which we live our lives. Are we feeling energized or are we feeling drained? Um, we, we are giving and caring for other people. And then are we also receiving care into, you know, for ourselves, that, that kind of give and receive, not necessarily monetary, but more energetically. Um, anyway, so on this website, she really talks about giving and receiving in a very abundant framework. And something she said was, society's norm of give to others, then you can receive something in return is fundamentally flawed. You might faithfully give your attention, energy, and focus on certain activities expecting to receive the same thing or something else in return. True, how our universe works is that we must first give, then we can receive. We outflow first before we can attract inflow. But we must give to ourselves first and foremost before we give to others. A healthy giving-receiving cycle involves four essential stages. But many people jump into, I'll paint your nails if you brush my hair. Or I'll do this for her even if I don't feel like it. But by doing so, I'm expecting good karma coming back. Or I'll have sex with you if you take me to my favorite destination vacation. Um, And then she says, actually, no kidding, but you get the idea. (laughs) Anyway, and then she goes on to say, when you give to people, let it be delightfully unexpected, classily detached, and really mean it. It's not sacrificing. And there are no strings attached. You see, a true giving-receiving is completely free from codependency. It has a pure, high vibrational flow. I really loved that. It really resonated because I thought, oh, this is the missing piece. Because when you give with the expectation to get, and then you do not get either in the time frame you were expecting, in the way you were expecting, or even the thing that you were expecting, it, it breeds disappointment and resentment and a mental state of thinking negatively about the person that you were expecting to give back to you right? Including yourself. And most of the time, this probably lands on your spouse being disappointed that they're not showing up how you think they should be showing up. And then on you for being like, I'm disappointed. I'm not showing up the way I should be, whether that's working out or taking better care of myself, but then you're just too exhausted to do it, right? And so what she talks about, which I love is the four things that she mentioned was give something to yourself first, The second thing is allow yourself to receive abundance from you. The third thing is become an abundance ambassador. And the fourth is let the love in and accept the bounty. Okay, it's super, super thought provoking. But I do think it's interesting that as humans and as people that come from the earth we live on this earth that was designed for us 
we can look around and we can see how prevalent the giving and receiving cycle is, that we are all, in a sense, codependent on each other, but in a way that helps everyone thrive, right? So if you are giving to others, but you are lacking in the thriving department, then there is something out of balance or lopsided with the giving and receiving cycle that you're currently living in. And it's actually quite educational just to look at what is happening in the world, like the giving and receiving cycle of the water on the earth being condensed, going up into the clouds, traveling over to an area that needs more water and letting that water down. That water seeps into the earth or runs into rivers, which runs into the ocean, which kind of starts it all over again. And some of the byproducts of that are that we get the water we need on the land and get it in other places that we need. That gives this planet life and helps use that life. Again, you can think about the trees that I had mentioned. You can think about, I mean, all sorts of things. If you're a gardener, there's all sorts of ways that you can think about giving and receiving um, when it comes to how you nurture the soil to the plants that that soil grows to the food that you eat off of those plants back to some of the waste that we get left over from those plants or from the animals that eat that plants that goes goes back into creating the nutrient-dense soil that you need for your plants, right? This cycle is everywhere. There's so much not just giving but receiving in order to make this happen. Think about even just our bodies and how we interact with the world around us in a giving and receiving cycle. Like, for example, trees and plants that produce the oxygen that we breathe that then our lungs exchange out for carbon dioxide that we send out into the world that then those plants need in order to thrive, right? There's this kind of giving that is quite detached when you think about it because it's not like you're going, hey, I gave you that carbon dioxide, you owe me plants they're just giving off what they're giving off we're giving off what we're giving off we're just showing up and being us and that's enough and we're willing to receive by just breathing deeply and nourishing ourselves and that's enough to also provide them these plants with what they need okay so let that just settle in there's so much wisdom in just observing nature about how it rejuvenates itself with so little work and how we can do the same. Now, as I was thinking about what are some of the blocks that kind of get in our way as caregiving mothers, what is it that we do that stops us from receiving the abundance that's around us, the things that could be rejuvenating us that are right there at our fingertips, and yet it's not. And here are some of the things that I have noticed. We take a lot of pride, and even aspire to be fully independent. I, I feel like especially in our Western culture is that I can and I will do it all by myself. And this is the way that also parenting in general has shifted is that we all are parenting in our own little worlds and our own little homes and it's not a community endeavor anymore to raise the children Um, And to have that community be led by the parents of the children. And and so now when we, we are all doing it alone, more alone than we were before, 
and that we want to do it well. And so when we can do it well and we can do it alone, we fit our current society norm, but then we also get to feel good about it. But it was never meant to be, in my opinion, done alone and done separately from from other diff- from other families. Um, and so that can be one block from receiving from people that might still be willing to help, which I think there are so many because so many of us don't want to do caregiving alone. We don't want to raise our families alone. We actually want to give and help other children and other families. And we want to receive it, but we don't want to look like we are, you know, we don't want to be a burden. We don't want to look like we don't have it together. And we, we take pride in looking like we can give and give and give and that we don't need anything in return, right? And we kind of view needing other people or needing things as weakness instead of having that be a part of what it means to be human is that you get refueled and then you can give and then you get refueled and that you can give and that we can do that amongst each other as caregiving mothers we can support each other or that we can build a community that supports us and that we will be open to receive from them and view that openness to receive as a strength and not as a weakness Okay, and another thing that I addressed a little bit already that really inhibits this give and receive cycle, the receiving part of the cycle, is transactional giving. So a giving that has strings attached. I give to you with the expectation that you will give to me. Giving that is fueled only to get. I give so I can get. I don't give because I just want to give or because I have an abundance of energy or feeling and I can just give and serve. And so when we, um, we, we need to really move, if you want to receive, to give with no strings attached, you really have to detach your giving from your receiving and just trust that not only will you give to yourselves, but it will come back around to you. Okay, without the expectation that anyone else has to do it for you, because again, you can do that for yourself. You can, and it doesn't have to kill you or take up a bunch of time to do it. Um, Another thing that really inhibits our receiving is a codependent giving, which is akin to transactional giving. But this, what separates it is that the codependency part is that you are really only picking a few people or a few things that you're willing to receive from. Most likely your spouse or maybe another other adult friends or possibly even your children. It's kind of like I'm taking care of you and now I want you to take care of me, except I don't want to put you out especially my kids. I don't like, I want them to still be kids and I want them to still be kind of worry-free and not have to do anything too much. But my husband for sure should step up and like help me out here. But like, I kind of deserve to be taken care of too. Or even like he owes me or can't my children just behave and be grateful because I spent so much time making this meal or cleaning this room or, or even just if it's my kids just don't understand. Therefore I have to show up like, 
all of the time without a break or without respite care because they don't understand because I'll just feel guilty. And that's another big stopper is like, I will feel guilty for giving to myself and receiving. So therefore I'm not going to because I want to avoid the feeling of guilt instead of understanding how to work through that feeling or how to manage that feeling or how to let go of that feeling of guilt. So we rat instead, we try to avoid feeling guilt by blocking our receiving. Interesting. Another thing I've noticed is that we're not willing to receive what other people are willing to give because it's not being delivered in a specific way that we were expecting, right? This is another area where our expectations can really get us in a bind. So being able to let go of those specifics is super helpful. And then if you do have specifics and you really need something be specific, then make sure that that need is met by you or by someone that is willing to give it to you in that specific way. Whether it's you need a specific amount of money every month to do hair care, massages, going out, or even a specific time slot to go work out, to go mountain biking, to go walking, to go swimming, whatever it is, then you can have people that can offer those kinds of specific things, right? But if it's something like I want to look good or I need to take care of myself or getting enough sleep or eating the right kinds of foods, those are things that you need to give to yourself, right? Not, not everybody can stay on top of that and manage it for you. But also just think about taking deep breaths and restorative breaths. Super easy. Doesn't take any more time than you would already have because you're already breathing every day. We just take a big breath and let it be restorative. Walk outside, breathe in the air. It sounds so simple, but it can be so restorative. Another thing that you can give to yourself is letting go of ruminating on negative things, especially things that you cannot change. Nobody else can do this for you, but it is such a gift and it can relieve uh, so many things. And if you're willing to receive that, and it does take some work on your part to, to think differently, but you can receive that from yourself. You can receive kindness from yourself instead of pushing it away and saying, no, that doesn't count. No, that's not good enough. It could be it's enough. Is it perfect? No, but is it enough? Yes, it can be enough. I'm going to receive that from myself. I'm going to tell myself, good job. I showed up today. I'm proud of what I did. Receive that from yourself. Okay. And the last thing that I've already kind of touched on that I've noticed that really blocks this give and receive cycle by not receiving is waiting for other people to give to you instead of you giving to you. It's like we'll give and we'll give and we'll give. We'll take care of our kids. We'll take care of the house. We're willing to drop other things and show up for other people all while neglecting ourselves and ignoring ourselves. And then we will sit and feel resentment and feel lonely and feel neglected. And we'll just wait for somebody else to notice us, for somebody else to come and pick us up, for somebody else to help us feel better and to not feel lonely. And I'm here to tell you that you can do that. But you will be waiting a very, very long time. Nobody in this world can take care of you better than you. And if you want the best care, 
then why wait for someone else to come along and do it when they're not even going to do it the way you need it? Now, you can make requests. You can totally make requests. And there will be so many people out there that are willing to say yes. And that's fantastic if you're willing to ask, which is a strength. But not everybody can show up for you. Not everybody can drop everything they're doing and be there the moment that you need it. But you can. And if you're willing to receive care from yourself, then you don't have to wait for anybody else. It has been the most liberating thing that I have done for me is to realize I'm not a victim to this world because I have to wait for someone else to come help me or save me. That I can take the initiative, I can ask for the help I need, whether that's I need time, I need some money, I need a way to make money, I need respite care support, I need to breathe. I'm going to put my phone down so that I can get some sleep. Doing these things for myself and making sure that I'm taking care of me, being a caretaker of me first, has allowed me to let go of resentment and bitterness and loneliness. And it's been the most freeing thing, the most freeing practice that I've done. Because as a practice, it's not about doing it right all the time. That's not not even something you should consider. But what you should consider is that it's a practice and that you do it. And as you do it, you'll get better. More consistent, really. And that that's enough to make a huge difference. Something I want to make sure to emphasize here is that not asking, the absence of asking is one of the biggest struggles. Because either... Especially as women caregivers, we just don't ask. Or we're asking people that cannot give to it. Or we're asking at the wrong time. Or we're asking for things from people that they cannot give. So please make effort to ask. And what I mean, I don't just mean asking other people. Yes, ask other people. Build a village, build a community. But be willing to ask yourself to show up for you. To go through a little bit of discomfort of not staying on your phone up till all hours of the night. Of working out and getting started doing that. Of being willing to say no to those foods that zap your energy and yes to those foods that that promote your energy. Ask yourself to do those things and follow through on them because the outcome is worth it. So let's brainstorm really quick. What is already being given or is already readily available for the taking? And here's what I've come up with so far. It's not an exhaustive list by any means, but continue to make yours in your own life. Some main things that are already readily available to us to live a good life and to feel supported in life is air, food, water, clean water, easily accessible food, shelter, sunshine, 
physical movement, sleep. If we got these things in order alone, we would be receiving so much. Right? Just right there in the grocery store. You can get the donut. You can get the carrots. One is so yummy, right in the mouth, goes into the stomach, and kind of rips you up inside. The other one, crunchy, crisp, I think it's really yummy, and it also supports you. We're already receiving food every day. So you just can make a choice. What kind of food am I going to receive today? What kind of water? What kind of air? What kind of sleep? What kind of physical movement? It has been so surprising to see how physical movement alone can change your state of being and can energize you. It's really crazy. So think about what else is around you. Think about your children, what they're saying, what they're doing. Are they expressing their appreciation to you? If they might be too young to realize that. But their laughter, even just their laughter, is a gift. Are you willing to hear it? To embrace it? A hug? Warm clothes? Like, think about these things in your life. What, what is readily available to me that is adding beauty, that is adding love, that is adding abundance to my life? That makes a good life. And I want you to think of very mundane things. Very mundane things. That add value and that create abundance of energy, love, joy. Any of those kinds of things. That add that to your life right now. And try to make a list. And then just notice it. Notice it with your mind. With your emotions. With your senses. All right, so I want to wrap it up today by saying to give and to receive is not a thing that you do, but a mental and emotional state that you live in. Abundance, enough, everywhere. There's an abundance everywhere. There's enough everywhere. There's something or someone ready and willing to give to you if you notice and are aware of the offering. For example, our bodies want to give to us. They're constantly sifting through what we eat to filter out the toxins and to give us the best building blocks and repair blocks that it can. A full body stretch and moving in time to music can be extremely rejuvenating. Feeling the music in our bodies, it's restorative. Sitting in the sun, breathing in the fresh air, drinking fresh clean water, resting and restoring itself. Our bodies already give so much to us every day. And do we notice what it is giving? And if you are having health struggles right now, you don't need to necessarily ignore that those things are happening, but maybe shift your perspective a second and look at what your body is doing and trying to do to help you function every day. What signals is it giving you saying, hey, slow down? Hey, notice that this is happening. There's so much to be grateful for, for what is already happening in your life and the mundane things. So make that list, mundane things in your life that you can be grateful for, that are abundant, that support you. And then make the choice to receive 
what is being offered and see what that does. It's going to change your state of being. Thanks for showing up here today. Until next week, take care. Hey mamas, listen, you can create the life and relationships you want as a mother raising children with special needs. And I can show you how. We can hop on a free Zoom call and talk about what you need, what you want, and what I have to offer. No pressure, and it'll be super fun to chat and connect. So send me a message on my Instagram, Mamas Have Special Needs 2. The link's below, and let's hop on a call. Mm-hmm.